I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. David Behrman. He joins us each and every week. I call him the gatekeeper of everything we do gambling on all our ESPN platforms. David, good evening. How you doing? Good, Anita. I was on my way back from the ski slopes down the street with my kid, and on the way home I heard you on uh, on with Freddie Coleman. And it's going to be a long segment for me and you. We're going back and forth because we're on opposite sides of the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Listen, I'm just thrilled. I don't know the last time I, I, I won a best bet on Daily Wager, and I'm looking pretty good right now. Uh, Cleveland's up 71.55. I had Cleveland minus three. I'm just hoping, you know, I, I could win a best bet, which I haven't done, I don't know, maybe about two months. Um, before we start talking the Super <laughs> Before we start talking the Super Bowl, uh, let's talk about the Phoenix Open, the waste management that's taking place. I don't know. Wait, before we do start talking about like who we have our money on and what we're looking forward to in the weekend, over under how many like five people you know that have taken in both the wage management and are going to be going to the Super Bowl? Like I know a lot of people who've done that and I'm really jealous right now. Uh, same here. I've been getting text messages pretty much each of the last two days from tons of tons of close friends that went out there to cover the Super Bowl. Oh, by the way, there's a golf tournament out there. Uh, I wanted to make it work myself to try to get out there for it, but, you know, stuff happens. But a lot of people out there – I do have one question for you, and I, I asked a bunch of my buddies who are out there. You like five hours of sunlight in, in Arizona or something? They can't get these rounds in, frost delays, time delays. They're never going to get this event in. Like, let's, let's play. Get out there, play some golf. It's Arizona. I, yeah, I don't. I don't understand what what's what's going on with the time situation. Today was a frost delay. So that just started the whole thing. It was a two-hour frost delay. Who knew they got frost in Arizona? Yeah, um, really. Yeah, outside here in Connecticut, where it's like negative ten outside, and they're worried about frost in Arizona. So they got they got to a late start yesterday, which is why they didn't finish. I don't know what happened today, other than the fact that they had to finish round one, so it probably pushed everything back, but. Um, yeah, I mean, they have a Super Bowl on Sunday. They got to get show on the road. So, uh, so time out really quick. I, I know this is outside of gambling. Are, are you aware that like daylight saving time is going to go away next year? Are you aware of that? Uh, sure. I know some states don't do it. Some states do do it. You know where I'm from. I'm from your neck of the woods in Miami. Like the more sun, the merrier. Like I don't care. Exactly. What time exactly. So, fun. so we're. <laughs> So, so we're going to do it. We're going to do it one more time and then that's it. So none of this, you know, thank, thank God, like no more of like it getting dark at four o'clock in the afternoon up here in the Northeast, which I'm thrilled about, uh, talk about of course, golf and, and whatnot, because it's one of the, the, in my opinion, one of the worst situations that happens to us is, you know, when we do move those clocks back as we get closer to the winter, you know, we, like there's no go- like it gets dark at four o'clock. It's ridiculous. But anyway, um, with that being said, let's talk about the waste management. What's happening? Uh, Scotty Scheffler at the top of the leaderboard right now at ten under. 
John Rahm's up there. I, I mean, names that we anticipated, Sun J.M., uh, Jason Day, pretty interesting that he's up there as well. He's tied for sixth. Um, I had, uh, my pick was Tom Kim. He's tied for 11th. He's five shots back today. I also liked Ricky Fowler. He's as well tied for 11th, uh, with, uh, and he's five under, so he's five shots back. Um, you've got Scotty Scheffler as of right now with data golf. 37% chance of winning this bad boy. Rom is at 18%. Um, X-Man, Shoffley, is uh, 12%. That's just to I give have. you a few. Uh, so uh, heading in, who who was the one golfer that you put the majority of your money on heading into this tournament? Who did you like from the get-go? I had, I had three three guys that I took uh, outrights for. I had a bunch of others that I did top 10s and 20s. But the three outrights I had were the X-Man, Vander Shockley, who is currently uh, six under par, but on the 13th hole with a 45-foot eagle putt waiting for him tomorrow morning. So at the very least, he should birdie the 13th hole to get to seven under and only be three back. There's a couple more scoring holes to go. So I like the X-Man's position, and I'm thinking about doubling down on him because we do have the unique opportunity to bet right now with him still having five holes left on the golf course. Um, I also bet Colin Morikawa, who, who's a big disappointment this week and is currently outside the cut line and probably will not make it and will kill my uh, daily fantasy team. Um, and then I took Justin Thomas also. I took him at about 22 to 1 because I have a, I have a cardinal rule, Anita, that when you get to guys like Justin Thomas who struggle a little bit, they get into the 20s you got to play them because Justin Thomas can get hot at any point in time, and you're getting 22, 23 to 1. When guys like John Rahm um, and, and Scotty Scheffler are going off at 8 and 9 to 1, I'm going to grab 22 to 1 all day. And there's JT, 300 par today, uh, putting a couple of shots back in, in prime position. So, I mean, would it surprise me to see Scheffler or Rahm run away with this? No, I mean, two, top, two of the top three golfers in the world. Uh, don't sleep on some, uh, some some guy named Rory McIlroy, who was sitting five under today after struggling yesterday, so he's back there a little bit. And I'm gonna give you one name that you don't hear a lot about in the states because he's an Englishman, but he's playing one of his first events of the year stateside. Uh, Tyrell Hatton playing very very well quietly, three under par, has the entire back nine to play tomorrow. Uh, he's sitting there at T18, so keep an eye on him climbing up the leaderboard. He's a short game golfer that this course is perfect for. His distance isn't winning this. Playing with good irons and playing with good wedges around the greens is good, and he's good in that area. Um, are you surprised? Like, I, I loved Ricky Fowler coming in. He's working with Butch Harmon again. Um, he typically misses the cut at Torrey Pines. He finished tied for 11th. Are you surprised with Ricky Fowler? Could this be the year that Ficky, that Ricky Fowler like becomes relevant again? I, I think it might be. I feel like you've asked me that question every single February for the last five years on this show. Maybe, maybe this is the year. I can tell you that I'm probably putting my kid through his first year of college, betting against Ricky the last three or four years. Oh, because everybody boy. thinks it's the year. Um, I, I do like I think you owe me a few bottles of wine for some rookie bets. Um, I, I do like what I see from him so far, and I had a couple of people who cover uh, golf as close as we have who, who told me to play rookie this week. And, and I'll admit I didn't do it. Um, people tell me to play rookie. I usually go the other way. But he does look really good, and it would be two straight big tournaments out of him. And I'm in the position where I want to see it first. And if rookie puts together a couple of top tens back-to-back -to -back like this, then I might be sold. 
Uh, but in the meantime, you, you always get overinflated lines with Ricky. Everybody loves Ricky, so I take advantage of the other side. I'd love to see I'd love to see him do well because he's a fun golfer to watch, and and I'd like to jump back on the Ricky train, the one that you've been riding for years, even though money has told you to go the other way. Uh, but it would be exciting to see him him battle back and, and get back into it. And if it's the Charmers doing it, it's the Charmers doing it. We've got about three minutes left in the segment. Let's turn our attention to the Super Bowl. We've got a ton of information and columns out on ESPN.com. Make sure you check them out on our chalk site. With that being said, David, how are you playing the Super Bowl? The Eagles favored by one and a half. The over-under is kind of teetering between like 50, 51, 51 and a half. How are you playing it side in total? I like Kansas City, and I like the under, and I know I'm in the minority in both. Um, you know, Doug Kazarian came out on Daily Wager the other day and said, if you do like Kansas City, it's better to go play Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP at plus 130 because he'd likely win the MVP if Kansas City won. I might be playing both. Uh, I know there's a lot of love for Philadelphia and Philadelphia's defense, and I'm not going to get into the schedule of who they played and minors quarterback. I just think Kansas City is just as good as Philadelphia, and they're not getting the love that they deserve. Uh, you're getting a point and a half, and you put them on the money line. As far as the total is concerned, I've been watching it kick up into the 50 and a half to 51, and I think everybody knows that these two offenses can be explosive, but it is the Super Bowl. And, you know, one bet that I gave out last couple of years on this show is no score for five and a half minutes of the Super Bowl that hits seven out of ten times. Teams come out a little jittery and a little hype, you know, kind of just get the feel for it. You just have the national anthem and the flyover and the Super Bowl and Teams don't exactly get out to huge starts, so I like playing slow start. Um, Anita, if I was going to play the game completely top to bottom, I'd probably go Eagles first half, since they're the best first half team in football this year, and then Kansas City to win the game and rally in the second half, because that's what Kansas City does. So if these two teams follow their patterns, I would expect the Eagles to get out to the lead, and then Kansas City to rally and make it a close game uh, come final. And just like uh, Chris Berman, his article that was out on ESPN Shock, he predicts that Kansas City would win a close one because they've had more experience in close games this year, and I, I kind of agree on that. All right, so David Behrman says, Kansas City, take the Chiefs. I say ride with the fly, Eagles fly. David, always great having you on. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, my friend. Absolutely. Enjoy the game, and uh, we'll chat next week. You got it. David Behrman. Make sure you follow him on all things social media. Again, he is our gatekeeper of all things content-wise on ESPN.com. Um, still coming your way, we've got Liz Loza, who's going to be joining us. Uh, she's uh, part of, our, of course, our, our, our fantasy team. And, uh, and so we'll find out what side is she on, as well as some of the prop bets out there that she's anticipating to play for the Super Bowl. Uh, also, Fat Jack professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com, who will be joining us as well. Always great to have Fat Jack on. He's been with us all season long and has had a tremendous season. Uh, so uh, really intrigued in regard to what side he's on as well. You know what side I'm on. I've been talking about it. And, of course, I've got to stick with the Eagles. I picked them in the preseason, 25-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Um, I doubled down with them like three or four weeks in at 11-1. to 1. So I'm fly, Eagles fly, that's for sure. Quick break, we come back. Again, we'll hear from Liz Loza and uh, as well as Fat Jack to bring it home for you, getting you ready for Super Bowl Sunday right here on 98.7.
ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Liz Loza joins us on the program. You can see her all over the ESPN platforms, uh, specifically everything fantasy. So I thought it'd be great to have her come on and talk about some of the prop bets out there because let's be honest, the NFL Super Bowl is not as fun if you're not gambling on some of the prop bets. But first and foremost, Liz, before we dive into all that, uh, what side are you on? I think the Eagles are going to win. I'm leaning towards the Eagles. Now, you did mention it's only Monday. I am a Libra, something you may not know. So decisiveness is not always my forte, particularly because I now have six days to have and haul and go back and forth. And with a spread of one and a half, obviously we're anticipating a close game. But I just have to give the advantage to the Eagles when I look at their incredible passing defense rate, number one in the league. I consider the Patrick Mahomes ankle issue. And, you know, I think about Jalen Hurts' mobility and what an advantage that is and how the Chiefs' defense is just going to have to play real honest and probably, you know, move a couple of guys out of the secondary to compensate for Hurts' mobility. I hear you. I hear you. It's interesting. The debate is out there. You know, whose injury is worse right now? You know, there's some question marks whether or not Patrick Mahomes' ankle is truly a quote-unquote high ankle sprain as opposed to just an ankle sprain. You know, we have seen Jalen Hurts and his velocity and his passing game suffer since that shoulder injury. How much of a factor will that be against Kansas City? There's so many questions here. In regard to the over-under, are you expecting, like, you know, a plethora of points, like an absolute shootout? Are you on the over here at 51, or are you on the under, Liz? Honestly, Anita, I think these are the moments that I love sports betting because I can bet what I want to see happen and have a good time, even if it doesn't. I want a shootout. I want popcorn. I I don't just want popcorn, by the way. I want wings. I want pizza. I want tops. I want all of it. And so if I am going to partake in 
I don't know, pop culture's biggest event of the year, then yeah, I want a lot of points. So I will take the over. And I understand, you know, 51 is a pretty high over under, but that to me just means all the more opportunity for scoring. And so let's lean into that from a positive point of view because it's what we all want. Okay, so so let's dive into what your specialty is, and and that's all about prop bets. Now, since you yeah. believe that the Eagles are going to win, I've called up players on the Eagles' side to score any time touchdown and for the Eagles to win. Miles Sanders, 2-1. to one. Jalen Hurts, plus 205. A.J. Brown, plus 230. Dallas Goddard, plus 285. Devontae Smith, plus 295. Gainwell, who we've seen his usage really increase mm-hmm. in the postseason. Seven to one. Boston Scott, the giant killer, even though this is Kansas City, plus <laughs> 750. Quez Watkins, I think, could be a sneaky good play at 13 to one. And the Eagles defense at 11 to one. What are some of these score and win parlay prop bets are you on? Well, one of the ones that I love the most, just to start from the very beginning, I mean, but we can get to the individual players, but I really like. Um, the overall team winner to score first. Because if I am betting that the Eagles are going to win and taking the money line on that, the odds are even better if I bet they're going to score first and also win, which they have done 12 of 14 times and 12 of 13 times with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. So why not put a little bit of extra lettuce in my wallet if I, you know, the, odd, the the data bears out that if the if the Eagles score first, they're probably going to win that game. So why not, you know, if I think the Eagles are going to win, take that bet as well. As for like any time touchdown scorer, it's hard to imagine that Miles Sanders isn't going to fall his way into that end zone. End zone. I mean, he has been so great, and I and I love that you mentioned Kenneth Gainwell too. But to me, Kenneth Gainwell is more of a potential receiving props option, not necessarily a touchdown score. I just think. And Jalen Hurts, too, right? Like Jalen Hurts, the Kansas City Chiefs gave up, I believe, the fourth most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks on the season. We already mentioned Hurts' mobility. So I think Jalen Hurts and uh, Miles Sanders to score in this game seem the most likely of the Eagles' um, offensive players. And again, uh, Miles Sanders to score anytime touchdown. Eagles win is 2-1. to one. Hurts. Uh, to score an Eagles win is plus 205. I love where you're going there in regard to the Eagles scoring first and winning the game. Uh, they have been uh, the best uh, first half team in the NFL. I want to say like point plus 169 point differential, something like that, plus one, over 160 point differential in the first half against their opponents all season long, regular season and postseason. So the way that they script their plays, uh, they really are terrific. So I, I like I like what you're what, what, what you're throwing out there. Let's dive into some more specific prop bets that you are definitely playing on Sunday. Devontae Smith, over under five and a half receptions. What side are you on here? I'm taking the over on Devonta Smith here. I love that he has, I mean, like, Anita, I am old enough to remember when everybody said Devonta Smith was too skinny to play in the NFL. Oh, this I said it. This is Heisman Trophy winner. I said it. <laughs> you said it too? I said it. His legs were just, I mean, he's I, little. I, he's, <laughs> see, he's, he I just feel little. like he's, gonna, he's just going to break in half. He's just like, he's a little stick. And last year, he was asked to do a job, play a predominant, play the X position, the traditional X receiver posi- position, which is not his forte, not with his speed. You bring, bring a physical player like A.J. Brown along to pull defensive attention, and you've got Smith's speed, his thing you 
fineness, and you've got A.J. Brown's yak ability and his toughness, and these two have skill sets that complement each other beautifully. And I understand, like, there's this fear, right, that the Chiefs are going to land the first punch, and can Jalen Hurts play catch-up? Because as you mentioned, right, the Eagles are really good in the first half of games. They've salted away second half because they've been up so much. They've had that luxury. Well, if the Chiefs land the first punch, they're not going to be able to do that. But I think what people aren't remembering is that Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown are really darn good pass catchers. And Jalen Hurts has evolved. And these are two weapons on the outside that can thrive in a passing game against the Chiefs. And again, with that happening, like with Chris Jones breathing down, breathing down Jalen Hurts' neck, he is going to have to find a player that is a safety valve play, and we've seen Devonta Smith be that guy. Devonta Smith has an dot under 10 yards, and I think Devonta Smith is going to get peppered, so give me the over on 5.5, especially if I think this is going to be a high-scoring game with a lot of back and forth. He, by the way, Devonta Smith has hit the over on, on the receptions prop 78.6% of the time this season. I like it. And here's another one for you. Ever since the uh, the shoulder issue for Hertz, he throws to the left side of the field more. Take a look at, at, at how, he's, how he's peppering his passes. And guess what? That's where Devontae Smith is majority of the time, on the left side of the field. So, uh, so I'm it. with you. I, I, I love that over receptions. Juju Smith-Schuster, over under three and a half receptions. This one's a little bit trickier, right? Because Juju's dealing with the mm-hmm. knee issue that was aggravated in the AFC Conference Championship game. But you know what? Nicole Hardman's placed on IR, so that's one body we don't have to account for. Kadarius Tony also dealing with an ankle injury. Kadarius Tony, a fragile player, right? Like always, always hurt, it seems. So Juju Smith Schuster should be the number one, not pass catcher, we all know that's Travis Kelsey, but the number one receiver for Patrick Mahomes to look to. He did lead. This Chiefs receiving core, again, not all pass catchers, just wide receivers here. He did lead the receiving core in targets, clearing 100. And he's a low ADOT guy, Hassan Reddick. I mentioned Chris Jones on the Chiefs defense, right? Well, the equivalent, I suppose you could say, on the um, on the Eagles defense is Hassan Reddick, who's been a sack master. He's going to come after Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, again, looking for a – a, a safety valve, a player that excels in the short to intermediate passing game. Well, that's Juju Smith-Schuster. Do I think he can cl- he can catch four balls? I think he's probably going to see seven targets. So I will give the advantage to him on the ability to convert and take the, take the over on this one as well. Liz, let's take a look at what's going on on the defensive side of the ball. Chris Jones has been a one-man wrecking crew, that's for sure. Yeah. You have him uh, with a sack getting after Hurts uh, in this matchup? Yeah, I mentioned it again, right? Like I think so. This one I'm hearing a lot of debate around, and this one I like to take these tricky ones, right? When you have um, two so evenly matched teams, you can go either way, right? Your brain can start to do tricks on you because you're right. Chris Jones, an absolute sack master. However, the Eagles have probably the number one rated offensive line. A little bit age on that line, but they have done a wonderful job protecting. Jalen Hurts still I think both things can be true I think that Chris Jones can land a sack we know how disruptive he can be may I remind everybody of the Chiefs Super Bowl win in Miami and how Chris Jones's deflection changed the momentum of that entire game and Chris Jones is coming off of a career effort he's tying his career effort from 2018 in fact so you and how do you not like think that a guy who coined the phrase Burrowhead is going to get after it in the biggest game. So I do think I'll take the over on that. And I think one is 
one is more than likely for Chris Jones. I think that that can still the Chris Jones can still sack Jalen Hurts and make his life miserable, and the Eagles can still win the game. Last one for you. That's the defensive side of the ball for the Eagles, and that's Hassan Reddick. I like him to get a sack, but that's a lot of juice. I want to say right now you're laying like minus 165, minus 170, but I know you're on the over of three and a half tackles for him, right? Yes, I'm taking tackles. I love the point that you made, the distinction between those props. But if we're talking about Reddick, like, forget the tackles. He has at least one sack in seven of his past eight games. And his snap share is over 73% this season. Plus, he's been not been using coverage as much over the postseason. That means he's closer to the line of scrimmage. And the closer he is to the line of scrimmage, of course, the better for a tackle prop. And so I like those odds for him. And again, another player coming off of an incredible season. All right. I want to thank Liz Lozov, of course, for joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Quick break. We come back. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, is going to be joining us. FatJackSports.com. That's where you can find him. He's been with us all season long. How is he playing the Super Bowl? Stay tuned. We'll find out next right here on Weekend Wager. 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to We Can Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. We welcome in Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com. He's been with us all season long throughout the NFL season, giving us picks and plays, and has had a phenomenal season so far. So, Fat Jack, before we get your picks and your plays and what side you're on, and just out of curiosity, there's so many storylines here, right? Like a, like a plethora of storylines heading into this matchup. What's the one, maybe two? What, what's, what's the most important storyline you're paying the most attention to as we get closer to Sunday? Well, the fact I've got 2,000 to win 50,000 on Philadelphia that I bet back in August is the biggest storyline for me personally. So I'm needing Philadelphia to get across the finish line, trying to figure out how much to hedge back the other side. Um, but within the game, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's gonna be, we're going to get little nuggets of information here and there over the next few days. 
But the reality is we're not going to know because most of his injuries. I mean, what do you do with Phil or with uh, Kansas City's receiving group and his Mahomes' ankle and all the things going on there? But we're really not going to know. So I won't get bogged down in a lot of that. I will just I, I understand exactly where I am, handicap the information I know, and I think sometimes you can have paralysis by analysis in this big game, and then just end up throwing your hands up and betting more than you probably should. That's obviously the not way, to, not correct way to do things. You know, I don't think enough is being said in regards to the fact that this is Kansas City's third trip in four seasons, right? Where you've got Nick Sirianni, new coach, Hurts, you know, like how much are you weighing in in regard to the experience of being here, knowing what this week, all the festivities, the hoopla, the the media requests, all that. How much are how much weight are you putting that into your analysis and your handicapping? Yeah, I I expect a, a ten out of ten out of Philadelphia. They're 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 so confident and they're playing as a team right now. I don't think we're going to get a bad effort out of them, but I don't think it can be overstated how important specifically Andy Reid is to this process because. When you have the number two defense in the league in Philadelphia, and you have a Kansas City team that has to move the ball, they've got their offense has to their bread and butter. They've got to be able to get that done. His ability, and frankly, his evolution from where he was as a coach when he was in Philadelphia to being the type of coach that takes chances, runs trick plays, does things on early downs that he wouldn't have done 10, 15 years ago as a coach, is going to be hugely important. Because another way of saying it is, if Philly, if Kansas City can't move the ball. They're going to get blown out because Philly's much more balanced. They can do it a bunch of different ways. But that Kansas City offense becomes that big X factor because this is by far the best offense that Philly's seen. Kansas City is, is really dangerous if you're trying to play keep, keep up with them and score with them. And so that matchup, and Andy Reid specifically and how he's able to approach this, to your point, his experience in the game, them not being overwhelmed by it, and his ability and, frankly, confidence to do some things that are not – uh, of the norm, I think it'll go a long way toward how competitive and, frankly, if uh, Kansas City is able to win or not. How much are you putting into the fact? And, and I'm, I, let, let me rewind here. Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver for the 49ers, came out this week and said we were a, we we could have exposed them. Everybody's talking about how this you know uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, pass defense is the best in the NFL. No, it's it's a bunch it's a bunch of BS. We could have exposed them. It's unfortunate what happened with Purdy because we were on the verge of doing so. Just wait until you see what Kansas City is going to... You know, a lot of that comes from the fact that, yeah, I mean, you can't pick your opponent. We've been saying it all year. Uh, not just the Eagles, but the NFC East had one of the, you know, easiest schedules in the NFL. There's no denying that. Are, do you feel that, that this Eagles pass defense isn't as great as advertised? Well, first of all, if I was a receiver for San Francisco, I'd be saying exactly the same thing. I mean, I, and, if I, and by the way, they got smoked by, by Kansas City earlier in the year on the home field. So this is a team that has seen it both ways. They've seen what Kansas City's offense can do. And then they also are going to be super frustrated by the way things rolled out in Philly, uh, you know, their last game out. So I get why he went there. And I do think that it's, it's overrated for sure. But how much overrated it is. And, and the reason I say that with Philly's secondary is because when you look at the better offenses that they play, I mean, this is a team that's been given up a bunch of points, 37 to, or 33 to Green Bay, 40 to Dallas, 35 to Detroit. All right, those are the better offenses they played. The only two they've really held down are Minnesota and Jacksonville. Minnesota only had seven, but they were Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde all year offensively. And then Jacksonville had three touchdowns. But this is a team, when they played the better offenses, we talk about who you can play, they haven't held teams down. And I think if you're of a Chiefs fan – 
that's absolutely what you're going to hang your hat on, the fact that they haven't seen anything like us, and we score against anybody. That's how we're built. Is Philly prepared to play that keep-up game, uh, you know, if they have to go out and they have to our, – our turn to score as far as what that offensive mentality is. So I see why San Francisco is saying that. I do think Philly's a little overrated in the secondary, but how much so, I think we're still going to find out. Another topic here is how great the Eagles have been scripted, right? They they have been the best first half team in the NFL. I want to say like plus one, plus one sixty eight, one plus one sixty nine point differential in regard to points that they have been able to put up against their opponents in the first half. But we know how good Kansas City is, and how good Kansas City and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are in regard to scripted. Do you feel? Are you are do, any any lean here in? the first half in in regard to the Eagles and and the success that they've had maybe they've met their match in this in this matchup against Kansas City well fortunately we it's the Super Bowl so we can place a thousand different bets on a lot of different things and one of the prop bets that I will be playing a considerable amount of money on is first half to have more points in the second half because I do to your point both these teams are fast starters Kansas City is going to do some things that aren't in uh, that they're not expected to do. They've done that every time they played a really good defense. And I do think that both these offenses are going to get into rhythm pretty early in the game. It's also a little bit of a protection against Mahomes' ankle. If he does get rolled up on, the longer the game goes, the more likely that something might happen to that ankle. And if they have a lot of points before that, obviously their offensive production is going to drop off if he happens to go out. So for a, I do agree I don't know that there's a team that has an edge in the first half, but I like over in the first half for sure. And I absolutely like first half to have more points in the second half. I played that a couple different times here in the playoffs, and it's been an easy cash. And with all the injuries we've been talking about, it's not the worst way to approach this, especially since we have uh, fast starting teams. All right. So with that being said, the line where it stands right now, Eagles favored by one and a half. Obviously, you're on the Eagles side with me, right? G- give me give me your I top mean- three or, or four reasons why. Yeah, my ego has me there, Anita. It's one of those if I hadn't placed, the, if I hadn't bet it in August, I might be on the fence on the on the side. I really would because this is the type of thing. But if I switch over now, I'm going to be the biggest sissy in Las Vegas. I mean, because I I've ha- I had Philly literally since it was 150 degrees outside, and now oh by the way, at the end, I believe in the Chiefs' offense. So I, I can't do that. Ego takes me to Philadelphia. I think there's a much better play on the over. Um, I, we're probably going to get to that. But as far as the game goes, I do think a lot of points. I think that that. Uh, Kansas City is going to be able to score against that Philly secondary, Philly defense. And also Kansas City has given up a bunch of receptions, especially at the linebacker position, those under routes to the tight end and running backs. That's where they've been susceptible this year. I think Philadelphia will take advantage of that. As you mentioned, they're really well scripted early in the game. I think offense will be the name of this game. Uh, so I do think Philly gets there in the end. But it's primarily because I have a big bet on my place back in August. You mentioned the over-under. It's at 51 right now. I have a small lean towards the under, and, and here's why. The last four Super Bowls, the under has hit. Okay, there's a trend. Okay. Number two, I just I feel what what I envision these teams about to do, the Eagles, I do believe that they're going to have a bigger commitment to running the football because you can run against Kansas City. And I think, you know, obviously the, the Eagles' offensive line is that good, and Miles Sanders is all rested up because we really haven't seen a lot of him the last two games. Uh, so what does that do? That eats up time of possession. And I do believe that this Eagles defense is going to get after Patrick Mahomes, but it's, it's, not, it, it's not with a lot of conviction. 
You like the over. Can you talk me into swinging the other way and playing the over here? What's your conviction with the over? You think that's the better play here, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Kansas City has scored against everybody, including San Francisco, including Denver twice. These are the teams that when they play good to great defenses, their totals fly over on the year. The, the, when they play average defenses or below average defenses, stays under. It's contrarian to what you would think. And that all goes back to Andy Reid and what his game plan is. He mixes it up much better when they're playing great defenses because he understands I can't just run in the line of scrimmage, get back in predictable downs hey. and distances as far as pass it goes, especially when you're talking about a quarterback with a bum ankle. They're going to throw under routes. They're going to move the ball. Kansas, nobody stopped them all year consistently. I believe they're going to score. And because they're going to score, that's going to force Philly to open up their offense. I think the over is actually a pretty easy play. I don't like playing overs and favorites at any time of year. Uh, but this particular game, I don't see a way. that, they, And that's if Philly secondary is as advertised. I still think they're going to give up in the, in the mid to upper 20s. And I think Philly gets there. And if they're overrated, this thing gets in a shootout, I think, earlier than not because of what Kansas City is able to do offensively. And Philly can score, can open it up, and I expect them to do that. I, I believe it's close they'll stay under or they'll try to run it. But if Kansas City gets, gets into an offensive rhythm, they're going to have to open it up. That shoots a total over. What about the the wager, like the Eagles win by between one and six points or the Eagles win between seven and 15 points? Would you like, do you feel that this is going to be a blowout at the end of the day? Do you feel this is going to be only one by three points? Uh, game script, how do you envision, uh, you know, the, the final few few seconds? Yeah, I, I think that if I had not bet the, the bet preseason, I would have a lot of trouble picking a side here because I see weaknesses in Philly's defense that can be exposed based on who they played this year. And I also understand and respect the injuries that Kansas City's going through. But I really do like the over. So I would pick those zones that get further away from the 50 or 51. I think it gets up to, up to 60. I think this is one of those, if you can get a 55 to 62 zone on the total, that's going to do as, as much as – uh, and also turnovers become a huge part of keeping games close. If you get a team that's minus two in the turnover battle, it might not necessarily hurt your totals, but it will hurt your sides. And, and the bottom line is these are two best teams in the league. They both got buys before the playoffs started, and they are very evenly matched. I mean, that's the reality. So I think it will be a close game, but it just takes one or two turnovers or certainly a, a key injury to either one of these quarterbacks for that to get distorted. But I do think there's a ton of ways this game gets over the total. So I would probably lean there. Before we let you go, Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com. Make sure you check him out. All things getting you ready for the Super Bowl. Is there one prop bet out there that you absolutely love that you're playing on Sunday? Yeah, sharp players play a lot of money to win a little. The general public plays a little money to win a lot. All right, so when you're looking props to try to make money, look for something you're going to have to have minus odds. So I like over the total, so I think under on field goals. If touchdowns will be a premium. Look under the three-and-a-half total field goals made. And the easiest money so far in the playoffs have been Travis Kelsey over total receptions. He, has, he averaged 10.5 in the playoff receptions, over eight and a half, or 8.3 receptions since week 15. This, they, everything runs through him as long as Patrick Mahomes is in the game. They'll get him the ball in short passes a million different ways, especially if they get uh, where they can't run the football. So over with Kelsey, receptions, and under total field goals made. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We've really, in my opinion, I think we've had a great show. Fat Jack, Liz Loza, David Behrman, 
Greg Wyshynski, Mike Tannenbaum, as well as Teicher McManus. I, I mean, if ever there was a show to get you ready for Super Bowl, this absolutely has been it. No denying that. Julian Chantel, thank you so much for producing the show. As always, you guys do a great job. Appreciate you. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm back Sunday. I'm off tomorrow. I'm off Saturday. No Anita Mark show tomorrow. But New York game day. Back in action, Sunday morning, 7 a.m., bright and early. I'll be with you. Matthias Kibanuka joins us at 8. Mike Tannenbaum joins us at 10 o'clock, getting you ready for game day. Rich Samini, who's going to be joining us, as well as Jordan Renan, with an update with the Giants, as well as the Jets. So a lot coming your way on Sunday. Please make sure you tune in starting at 7 a.m. right here on 98.7 ESPN.